You are listening to 51st Dates Houston. I'm Connie Leon, your host. We will be discussing relationships and dating and everything in between with people from all walks of life. So get ready. Hey guys, welcome back to 51st Dates Houston. And today we are kicking off season two with an awesome new guest. Her name is Karen, and she is a local professional. She's actually a local social media professional. We're going to learn a little bit more about her in a second. And I'm really excited because I've known Karen for a while, and her and I talk all the single talk right now. (laughs) And it's super fun. (laughs) So Karen, my first set of questions is always just a little bit more about yourself, right? Who you are, what you do, how old you are, and let us know. Yeah, so just a little bit about me. Like you said, I am a local female business owner, entrepreneur. I uh, started my business six years ago. That's really made dating life interesting. I am 37 years old. I've lived in Houston for the majority of my life, although I did uh, live in Florida for a few years. I moved back to Houston six years ago to start my business. And I mean, this is the city that I call home. This is definitely where... I do most of my dating and where I want to meet somebody. And so you're currently single, married, divorced. What's your status? I was single before, but now I'm singler. <laughs> yeah. Singler with the big R. <laughs> so have you ever been married? Never. Never. So not divorced, just single. And you're a single girl. 37, you said? 37, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So, um... Usually, we just kind of jump into the first question. You ready? I'm ready. So, the first question is always tricky because you can go either way, right? So, it's what has been your best or your worst first date? You can do one or the other or both. Got it. Um, (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. So, I've got... I'm going to tell you the worst one Okay. Because the worst one, I was set up with a friend of mine and she said, you'd love this guy. He'd be so great for you. And I showed up, and it's this uh, very handsome Italian tall guy, but he looks kind of douchey. Um, <laughs> and and anyway, I sat down. Just my friend knows me really well, so I gave gave it the benefit of the doubt. And I thought, let me just see. Let me kind of um, get into it. And I just couldn't. This guy would not get off his phone the whole time. Oh, wow. It was so annoying. And at the time, I was you know I had a lot of people kind of that I was talking to and this was at the tasting room in Uptown Park back okay. when it was opened. So I, I told this guy that I was going to the restroom and while I was on my way to the restroom, I literally text another guy that I was talking to <laughs> and he was like, I said, look, I'm about to ditch my date. I'm at the tasting room. He's like, I'm already in Uptown Park. So after I went to the restroom, I just walked out of the restaurant <laughs> and went with my second date for the night. Just totally sold him out. Wow. I I couldn't sit through it. I was like, this guy literally, he probably didn't even miss me. He's probably still on his phone. Still on his phone today. Yeah, today. So that was kind of like my worst one. Just because if I make the effort to show up, I expect the person to show up. And then then my best first date, which is very hard to top. um, But I dated a guy that was just incredibly nice. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just say that incredibly nice incredibly handsome really great guy um uh anyway he was extremely wealthy and our first date was the super bowl 
wow. in Miami. Oh. And it was very intense to, to kind of have that. Like, he set the bar so fucking high. Right. Like, who's going to match this? Six row, like, at the Super Bowl. And and uh, we ended up dating for a very, very long time. I so bet. Oh, that's awesome. It really worked in his favor. But I was like, you're not getting any just because you brought me here. <laughs> and all my friends were so mad. They were like, bitch, if you don't give him some... <laughs> Isn't that funny? Like, even when your friends are, like, rooting for the guy, like, dude, come on. That That's happened yeah. to me a couple times, yeah, where yeah. my friends are like, come on, what happened? I'm like, nothing. Nothing yeah. happened. They're like, but he was so awesome. I'm yeah. like, it was okay. Come yeah. on. It, it'll be okay. That's awesome. And so, obviously, nobody's ever topped the Super Bowl, right, after that? After that date? No. But, you know, I don't want to say that he's he set the bar so high and that it needs to be topped because right. I've had great first dates with just people that I have four-hour conversations with and right you never want it to end and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and just, that's, that's how you know the chemistry's right just like a random genuinely just different kind of situation right? awesome yeah and, and as i get older i kind of don't want to have that first date like don't floor me on your first date because i want you to floor me on the hundredth date i want you to really impress me and keep blowing my mind all the time i love that and mm-hmm. that's true, definitely. It's not, I mean, of course, the first date matters sometimes, you know, and it makes a first impression, you know, like everything. It's a first impression. You want to mm-hmm. set the bar kind of high, but um, at the same time, you can't define everything by it. Right. Right. That's exactly right. I love that. So are you currently on any dating apps? Mm, no, I am not. I actually have been consulting. I, I've been exploring my options. So the thing is that I'm really busy with work. I work long hours but it's not about the the hours that I work it's about the demand that it puts on me and so I have nine employees I've got um, lots of clients and so there's a lot of moving parts in my day-to-day business that when I get home I don't have the energy to go into a dating app I don't have the energy to even give someone attention and when I've tried it on my own I just get so discouraged by the quality of men that are on there that I give up. So I've gone on and off like Hinge or Bumble and I've met a handful of people. Right. Um, which is, you know, just for fun, but I, I've never really gone, I've never really dated from a dating app. So I've recently been exploring my options in terms of should I get a matchmaker? Should I um, get a dating coach? Which I didn't know there was such thing right. out there until recently. They help you kind of even they'll help executives like me even work through my matches mm-hmm. and respond on my behalf and answer questions and flirt for me just what? so they can set it up all up to the date. Right. Um, yeah. So, no, I'm not on any current dating apps. And um, I don't know. Should I be? No. I mean, no, definitely. And so just to backtrack a little bit, because I just remembered when you were talking about this, um, Karen was at the dinner where from season one, I already interviewed two of the ladies, um, yeah. Sarah and Lainey, Lainey, they came on the podcast already and we were all at this table and I remember this conversation that we had with you about the matchmaker, right? Because yeah. there's that show on Netflix, the Indian matchmaker, mm-hmm. which you've seen, right? You've seen I the show. I love that show. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's, that to me is awesome. Like just to know that there's someone out there who's doing that work for you. Yeah. Is awesome because it is exhausting. Mm-hmm. It is it is a whole other job, right? Mm-hmm. Like to just kind of figure that out. For me, you're saying you're getting like a dating coach. I called my therapist today. Mm-hmm. I was like, I need a therapy session. Like I just really need oh to talk gosh. to you. Because I think I'm at that point where I'm ready for that next kind of level. Mm-hmm. And like you said, like the quality of guys, right, that I'm attracting is not necessarily what I want right mm-hmm. now. 
it's not what I need, right? I'm a single mom. Right. You know, I'm super busy also. You know, it's just a schedule thing. I'm a mom. You know, I'm trying to create different things. And so to have someone kind of coach you through and help you. Yeah. It's so reasonable right now. Right. Because of who we are and what we do. Right, right, right. It's the perfect um, investment. And I am highly considering it. And one of the things that she pointed out, too, was that the the deception of the dating apps and why women get so discouraged by them is because we do all this effort of talking to it. We hype ourselves up in our mind. We're like, this is it. We go into the date with the best, you know, outfit, the best glam, the best energy. And when we get there, it's nothing like what we expected. So what the coaching, the um, the date the date coach does is she doesn't let you go on anyone on a date with anyone unless you've had a phone call or a FaceTime first, which is amazing. Right. Because if I had had that so many times, I wouldn't have gone on a date where I was let down. I wouldn't have gone out with the guy that was always on his phone. I, you know, right. I would have just had a better understanding right. of, of our chemistry from that phone call or that Zoom. Right. So I like that about her. Which also doesn't guarantee anything, right? Because, I mean, at the same time, like, we're going through all these steps. But, but there still has to be more there for someone, you know, after the first date for you to actually connect and, yeah. and continue dating. So it's not a guarantee, but it's definitely, I feel like, a better kind of path. Yeah, you can definitely pick up on different things that you wouldn't have just from blindly texting and messaging. Right, right. Mm-hmm. It's a it's an extra added filter that we kind of right. need for that. We I totally love that. Need that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love it. So in talking about this kind of thing, it just leads into my next question, which is, do you believe in like the traditional kind of dating situation where the guy is the chaser and you kind of wait for him or... Are you, like, more modern where you're like, no, if I like somebody, I'm going to ask him out and let's see what happens. If I want him, he's already mine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, girl. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I'm I'm both, both, uh, I can meet both scenarios. The thing is that, like I said, I am busy. And so the COVID crisis kind of put my my dating life into perspective. I've been single for over a year, Mm -hmm. haven't seen a lot of I haven't seen anyone, okay? Like, I haven't been on any dating apps. And I do have men that approach me on social media platforms, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Instagram, you know? And I'm like, what am I going to do with you, you little 20-something-year-old? You know, I'm 37. (laughs) And I've got my my career, my business. And and I'm really looking for somebody that matches my work ethic, that matches my level of responsibility. Because I always find in relationships that I work twice as hard Mm -hmm. as the guys that want to date me. And so I can't respect that and I can't respect you. Now, that doesn't mean that I can't find somebody that's already kind of surpassed my level and is, is, you know, down to be um to have fun and to just enjoy the fruits of their labor but I don't want to meet somebody that's never known the type of work ethic that I've put in because I've worked so hard to get to where I am so if you can't match that energy I will will not take you seriously however there have been some quote fun boys that have like (laughs) made it past the filtered in my (laughs) inbox and and such and you know lately I've just been indulging right my just kind of going with the flow right indulging yeah, yeah just kind of like you know what is it gonna kill me if i go out with this 27 year old right like, no no <laughs> and so i've i've i think once you kind of rip that band-aid off and you go through with it it's just so liberating like right. wow i just had a great time with a 27 year old and we're playing this you know chasing game and we're having a good time and 
I think it's not going to go anywhere seriously because I don't have that expectation set. But but I have my, you know, fun dates. Right. You want to call them. <laughs> right. No, yeah. And I love that. I love that perspective because it's true. Sometimes you just have to go with the flow and just let it be because not everything has to be that serious all the time. Yeah. And I'm so serious. I'm so regimented. And if anything kind of falls off of my um, pre-scheduled you know, calendar right. or doesn't happen as it should be. I mean, I'm kind of frazzled by that. Right. I don't like to freestyle things. Right. I like for everything to be set in stone. And so me going on a date with a 27-year-old is definitely something that's beyond my comfort zone. But being in it, it's kind of like accelerating. Like, right. yeah, okay, I'm liking this. And so going back to your dating coach, does she kind of um like – coach you through these kind of scenarios where like you're not used to the kind of free-flowing thing and right no so with her we talked about that too she's just all about dating to marry oh and so the profiles that she sets up is a match profile and she says that that's where the serious men are so okay she sets that up but she said if i want to entertain like any fun boys or anything like that that that's on me to do like oh, what what she that's interesting wants to deliver for me is a husband it's a different mm-hmm. thing and then also to go back what you talked about um you know the the guys matching your energy and your kind of ambition it's in my like affirmation book right because i have a, a notebook where i write all my affirmations and i have all my mm-hmm. notes about you know my future partner mm-hmm. and one of my major things is that I want a man who matches my hustle mm-hmm. like that's very important mm-hmm. because of who we are and what we do like for me it just it's one of the top things yeah I need to add that verb verbiage yes to my that exact I've been verbiage thinking, yes I've been so in the mornings I do my affirmations but I say I'm Christian so everything I do is I say like thank you Lord mm-hmm. and then I thank God for everything I have. Even if I don't have it right now, I already right. thank him for it. So there is a line in there about, you know, thank you for my loving husband and oh, uh, in Christ, awesome. you know, yes. because I, I want to have that. And right. I want it to be also, um, you know, where we where he's Christian as well. So right, that's right. important to me. That's awesome. I mm-hmm. love that. I love that. Um, so another thing that I talk about a lot is the, the mind games, right? Like playing this back and forth of like, Who's going to text who? Mm-hmm. And how many days do we wait before we text the guy? And I hate that. Oh, pff, it's the yeah. worst. Yeah. <laughs> it's the worst. And I thought the older the guy is, it's going to get better. No. It gets worse. And I'm like, what the hell? And and I think that, well, were you going to ask me a question? No, no, no. That's okay. just we're talking about it. <laughs> well, this is the scenario. Let me play this out for you. If I have guy friends, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I want to go for a bike ride, uh, take me to the beach take me to get ice cream let's go out to dinner and i'm not saying take me like you have to pay right just come and pick me me. up and we're going on a friend day i literally just pick up the phone and i'm like hey what are you doing let's go bike riding right now and if they're free they're like yeah i can go bike riding right now okay if they're not free i'll call the next guy friend like right and so that's also kind of hard to to manage with the person that you're just kind of talking and walking around eggshells because i'm like well what if i text him that i want to go bike ride and he doesn't want to right now it's like well, I'm used to just calling my guy number one and my friend number two, my friend number three, and doing whatever I want. Right. So these these friends of mine, and some of them are like clients, just people that I've established a really close relationship with or my business partner. I'm like, hey, let's go out to, you know, a restaurant and go out to eat. And, and we do it. And so they fill that void for me. And when I'm dating or talking to someone new and I 
I'm curious about, oh, should I text? I don't know. Is he that? I'm never that. Right. I just have, I have to approach them like they're my friend too. Right. Because we're not going to be in this weird scenario where I'm going to be worried about, should I text you now, later? Like, I'm going to pick up the phone and call you just like I would one of my friends. And if you don't respond well to that, it's probably not going to work out. Right. I can't do the little games. I love that. That's really <laughs> good. That's so good. I feel like everything so far for you is like you just take charge and it just doesn't matter, right? Yeah. And I think that's how it should be, though. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I take charge. Sometimes I'm down to zero decision-making abilities in my day. <laughs> when I've made 100 decisions during the day about work, I really want somebody to, to know what they want or to kind of lead me. But that's not a... That's not a really big ask for me, right. but I do. I do take charge in, in my day-to-day scenarios. And when yeah. I want to do something, I want to do it. When I want to text you, I want to text you. And there shouldn't be any weirdness yeah. or issues about that. No, yeah, I totally mm-hmm. agree. There shouldn't be. But, you know, it's Dating Girl in 2020, and there's games, and these men just want to act like they've been they've never been on a date before. I'm like, you're 42. You know yeah. how to act. Come on. Right, right, right. <laughs> I But, yeah hate that i hate those little mind games or that initial dating you know face but i just approach it as like are we cool okay let's let's just go with it you know kind of let's weed out that first initial phase that's good i love that i love that that's so good so um what is something that you wish you knew before you started dating a particular person or dating in general dating in general like just like did you something that you wish you have known before you started dating oh hmm. I wish I didn't set my hopes so high because I'm like a hopeless romantic Mm -hmm. so if I've made the commitment of going and meeting that person Mm -hmm. in my mind I have to like talk you down because in my mind I'm already hyping it up right this is gonna be great this is my person and I'm getting so excited I'm so like that too and when I get there I'm like see you should have talked yourself down (laughs) why did you do this because it it just I have to be real about it yeah and so I, I think kind of like I set realistic expectations and I go into it with just the same way I go into a business meeting, like with confidence and an open mind and yeah, know, go from there. I'm so like that too. Like I'm usually that person that's like, just like you said, oh, this is it. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Like this going to happen. Like yeah. we're going to be married tomorrow. You know, that yeah. kind of thing. The thing I was talking about um, in the last few podcasts is like my patience is like so minimal. Right. So that's one thing that I'm just so impatient about that first kind of phase of like talking and dating and let's see if this works that I'm just like, <laughs> I just wish it would work. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I know. I mean, we, I think we all want to rush through that, but I kind of don't want to rush through that. I actually, you know, now prefer to meet somebody, like I said, just with confidence and an open mind and like, let, let's just even be friends at first and see how we vibe and see how, right. how like, I, I feel like developing a friendship in the beginning is so much more uh, important. But there should be chemistry in 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 there, and there should be an attraction in there as well. But I think with women right now, especially with social media, we get so caught up in the attraction factor mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. that we don't look at the friendship value or the, you know, is this person uh, ethical and do they have high morals and high values and right. that's really what's most important to me so I like to cover all those things first and yeah. then 
go into it and let me see let me see if you know there's an attraction or chemistry there right i love that that's awesome that's so good yeah i mean it's true actually somebody on a tiktok today the guy was um this guy did a tiktok and it said something about the same thing that we get so caught up in the physical that we forget that they we have to have emotional and just intelligence in general Mm -hmm. you know that's also attractive Mm -hmm. and yeah it's a whole package right like you want someone who you know looks a certain way maybe and fits your standards there but then also of course inside and mentally to be ready for you right right i've actually ditched the whole looks thing i'm like at this point I don't care what the, they look like, but I do have a, I do have a height standard. Okay. And, and I hate it because there's so many great guys that are not what is your over height six set? foot. You, so you want someone to be six foot and over? Yeah. And How tall are you? I'm five two. <laughs> yeah. But it's just I, something you prefer. Yeah. I need that. I need that height. And. What do you think that's about? Do you think it's about like security or. Because they're so much bigger than you, just like You know like what it. it is? It's like if you're just a tall-ass man and <laughs> you have two legs, I mean, you do it for me. Like, <laughs> honestly, so funny. honestly, I don't care so much about, like, for me, that's just something that I am you attracted like, to. Yeah. It's almost like an automatic checkbox that right. I'll be attracted to you right. if you meet that one thing. Right. Like, if you have other things, like nice hair or nice eyes or... You know, if you're just handsome or good on the eyes, like, you're a winner in my yeah. book. But you just need to have that one thing. And, 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 of course, that's just what I look for in a physical attraction um, type of thing. Yeah. But I've fallen in love with guys that were under that. Right. You know, just right. because you can't, also can't control who you fall in love right. with. Right. Right. No, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. For me, the height thing, when I first started dating, I was like, oh, it's not going to be an issue, right? Like... I'm 5'2", like, you know, I'm... And you started setting that in your dating thing, like... No, no, no. So, I I never really... When I first started dating, I didn't think about it, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, oh, they have to be a certain height. Um, So, I just kind of left it open. And then the first time I went out with a guy who was my height, I felt really weird and really awkward. Oh. But then I realized that it wasn't so much the height thing. It was just that there was no chemistry between us, right? Got because it. then I met other guys who were my height or just a little bit taller than me. And I was like, oh, this is different. Like, this guy's not yeah. that tall, but, like, there's something here, you know? Mm-hmm. So so I figured then, like, it's not so much the height. It was more about the chemistry and how much, like, we really liked each other. So Yeah. And so now, like, yeah, I mean, I've gone out with guys who are 5'5", five, 5'9", five, five, like, you know. I never really paid attention to it. All right, girl, I'm going to send you a couple of good candidates. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, my ex-husband is uh, six foot tall. Oh, my God. My child, my son is five foot. Oh, my God. He's only 11. Oh, wow. Yeah, girl. He's so, going to be tall. Yeah, he's, he's a big kid. Yeah, but I yeah. don't even want to procreate. I just want to <laughs> be with a tall man. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah, so height, like, I never really thought about it. Yeah, I know, think so. it's, it's my own, like, superficial blockage that I'm setting for no, myself. No, and there's a lot of people, like, so one of the other girls that I interviewed, um, her thing is that she's 5'5". Five five. She's like, once I put heels on, I'm 5'9", five 5'10". Five yeah. She's like, so if you're shorter than that, like, it's mm-hmm. not going to work for me. No, she's just I don't not comfortable. I'm a midget next to you. I, <laughs> I think it's so I, cute when it's like, yeah. you know, you're so short and they're so tall. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so one of the biggest questions is, do you pay on a first date or who pays? Man, this is tough um, for for a couple reasons. Like, I don't expect to pay on a first date because I expect if a man is 
uh, borrowing my time and taking me out and wanting to kind of, you know, be vested in me, Mm -hmm. like, they should be able to at least compensate me for that first date. Like, Mm -hmm. I can pay for my own um, dates and I I can pay... I think, okay, let me reword that. So, if we're married or sharing the same household, I'm more than happy to carry my own weight. I'm right. more than happy to contribute to our life. Whereas, there's a lot of women or in relationships where they expect the man to take care of all of that for them. I do not. Right. But on the first day, bitch, you pay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's been the theme. And so, one of the things that I talked about um, was that, like, if I don't feel like it's going to go anywhere, not anymore. I used to do it a lot before. If I don't feel like it was going anywhere, I would just, like, split the bill. Yeah. Like, I would pay for my own and be like, okay, bye. You know, like, it was kind of my way of, like, totally detaching from that, that person. W- exactly. Because so, you didn't want to leave. You didn't want to make sure that you didn't have them to say, I took her out, I paid, you're just yes. like, nope, here's my 50% deposit. Right. Yeah. And so, but now, like, the more I, like, go along on this podcast, like, people, the women are like, no, you let him pay for the first date. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah, there's been so mm-hmm. many other times when I do, you know, let the guy pay and, and, you know, just let him pay. And there's some guys that they just naturally do. Yeah, there's and they some don't guys mind. that refuse to let a woman pay. Right. And, and it all depends on, you know, your financial uh, position or whatever. And there's times when I ask my guy friends, like I was telling you, I, I call them and I say, let's go out to eat and we'll go and we'll split the check. Because yeah. I, sometimes we do, sometimes they're like, no, Karen, I got you. Like, it's just right. ice cream or whatever. And yeah, they pay for me, but I'm more than happy to pay for my half if I'm going out with a man or a woman. Right. But if I'm going out on a date, especially a first date. Yeah, I kind of expect you to take care of the bill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, that's perfect. Um, so what are what is one of the biggest deal breakers for you? Oh, man. I haven't given this one um, a lot of thought because I haven't been in a position like this. But I think my... Um, hmm. A deal breaker. You know, it's obviously... Maybe the next question will help you. Okay, so yeah. what are, like, the top three qualities that you look for in a guy? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I think ambition. Okay. Humor. Mm-hmm. And values. Like, those are my top three things. Because if we don't share the same fundamental values and you think it's okay to, like, lie, cheat, and steal, automatically it's not going to work out. We have to be fundamentally, like, just aligned aligned yeah. mm-hmm. uh ambition because we already talked about you you've got to match my hustle mm-hmm. and um the humor like to me honestly the best way to my dm <laughs> is to send me memes and you already know that <laughs> we know this like, we share memes all memes day all it's day. so fun though and, and my anyone that knows me knows that like this is how to reach me right. you know make me laugh you've got my attention right uh, you're making me laugh and so i feel like well with relationships they take it too seriously and you forget to laugh mm. and and really that's what's most important i want to be with somebody that just makes me feel good mm-hmm. period and right. makes me feel good by making me laugh and give sharing their time with me and and being ambitious and sharing their values and to me that's the most important so i think a deal breaker is obviously they they've got to have those three things but a deal breaker is just someone that is 
you know, my first thought goes to, oh, well, they can't be a liar. They can't be a cheater. Well, they can't be that because if they share the same values as me, they're not that. Right. But my deal breaker is if they are emotionally um, unavailable. Mm -hmm. So I've dated great guys that are just great people, but they are broken in Mm -hmm. some type of way from a past relationship or they can't overcome uh, a woman that got to them. Mm-hmm. And to me, that makes you emotionally unavailable. For sure. And I'm ready and willing to give you all my love. And I've done all the work and mm-hmm. all the therapy. And I don't want to attract somebody that's holding on to that. Right. That's one of my other affirmations. Someone who is physically, emotionally, and mentally available mm-hmm. for me. That's mm-hmm. definitely a big one for me. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, so... The last couple questions I added just in the last few days Ooh. because they came up. Um, is a coffee date a date? Oh, man. <laughs> That's a good one. The thing is that it is, you know, it could be a coffee date. It could be a picnic date. It could be a, a restaurant date. I personally love to just meet somebody with no expectations whatsoever. So mm-hmm. I think a coffee date is is good. Right. It's good. And, and it, it's like it. I know you're paying for the coffee. Let me just get that out of the way. Let me just tell you that right now. You're paying for my almond milk latte 100%. But it also kind of diffuses the expectation of dinner and drinking and, and all that stuff. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and then for me, it was it's that little extra step of, like, filtering people out. You know, like, if it's just a coffee date and, you know, it was just, like, an hour chatting over coffee then I know like if it works it works and if it didn't work well then you know it's just a coffee date yeah and we move on (laughs) actually gone on a coffee date and then we've enjoyed each other's company so much that we've said let's go out to eat so we go out to eat after that yeah and it transitions into like a dinner date right right great yeah yeah there were some ladies that were like no hell no so it's just interesting to find that perspective yeah, I don't care. I'll go on a coffee date. Yeah, I mean, I've done it. Yeah, the first time it came up, I was like, I've gone on a coffee date. Yeah. <laughs> like, oops. So, yeah, it's I've just gone different. On, lately this summer, you know, like I go to the beach a lot. Right. And um, I've just, people that have been trying to steal, borrow my time or whatever, I'm like, this is what I do on Sunday. I go to the beach. You know, do you want to come to the beach? And that used to be the most frightening thing for me. Like, oh, my God, somebody's going to see me in a bathing suit. Right, right. And now right. I'm just like, this is me. So you're going to love me. This way or yes. next. I love that. And I've brought, like, I've had, like, beach dates, you That's know? That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Yeah, no, for sure. I think beach dates are fun, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mind going by myself, but Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. usually love going by myself, too. Mm-hmm. So, the last question is, is sex important? Mm-hmm. Sex is of the utmost importance. <laughs> Scratch everything I said before. <laughs> Nothing matters except sex. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I love that. I love this. Man, <sighs> I mean, sex is 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 really important, and um, it drives men crazy. Like especially my my guy friends when I tell them like I am so sexually driven Mm -hmm. and when i find somebody that unlocks that key right it's on right and and so i really i'm just presuming that if i find my person that's tall and that matches my ambition and my values and makes me laugh that we're gonna just have this fire chemistry and as long as they work we're gonna have this like fire chemistry in the in the bedroom um 
And so that has proven to be true when I've met those people that really spark me. Right. And that meet all those uh, needs for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like fireworks yeah. every time. Five times a day if they want, you know. <laughs> but but um, I've I, it crushes men when I tell them, like, especially my guy friends or single guys that I know that I'm like, I love sex that much because they find with other relationships that sex is like the forbidden fruit and that you can't have it and Mm. that a lot of women aren't having it and I'm like no I'm trying to have it a lot (laughs) um and so I think it you know it's it's kind of a a taboo subject but it's really important to me and um, and I think it's very important for everybody and like you said it's a taboo subject that mm -hmm. like men like you said they don't know if they should even touch that subject sometimes to me like people men talking to me about it in my dms sometimes they go overboard right right and it's like dude i draw the line like yeah and so i told this to somebody that i was like look just because i post about sex or talk about sex it doesn't mean i'm gonna have sex with you right right so like i can be very liberating and you know like my instagram when i post on my stories i'm you know I mean, we're sexual beings, right? Like, for me, I have no shame in it. I talk about it. I post about it. And so guys assume that because I'm posting about it, they're going to get into my DMs and just talk all this stuff. And I'm like, dude, back up. Right, don't send me the sex memes. No, it was not about you. Yeah. (laughs) It was not about you. So, So I think that, yeah, it is a taboo subject and that we should be able to openly talk about it. Yeah. And express ourselves with it. I mean, and but women should be embracing it, too, because I always say this about men. Men are, you know, we've had this conversation. I've given you all my very deep answers. But if you ask a man, like, what they want, they want to be fed. They want to be fucked. Yeah. And they want to be cared for. Yeah. And so, like, if you can meet those three simple needs for them, they're just in their all their glory and they're so happy. So, like... Sex is a really important subject for men. Yeah. And uh, they want to be, you know, sexually uh, pleased. So I feel like if you take that out of that equation, then you, I think the men are going to be, that's just a major point. That, yeah. That, yeah. And for me, um, what I've said in the past is it's, it's kind of that completion of the circle, right? Like it's that whole connection vibe and energy that just makes that already attraction even mm-hmm. better, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I don't want to offend any men listening. <laughs> no. I mean, you guys Girl. need everything. You guys need more. But I'm just saying, you yeah. know, for, for them, it's really important. Right. And so for women, we don't often tap into that, our sexual being, because we're afraid, uh, you know, it's like the forbidden fruit. Like, right. oh, you're not supposed to do it. You're not supposed to enjoy it. Right. You have to enjoy it. Like, it's one of the best things about right. being a woman. Right. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And then I think also it becomes simple because of our culture, right? Like, being a Latina, for me, being a Mexican, like, woman, it's not something I would have ever really openly talked to my mom about it. I mean, right. we talked about, like protection and you know and just being careful and not getting pregnant that kind of like simple thing we never even talked about that really like, no i learned about my period from my housekeeper oh wow like yeah we just never my mom never yeah, talked no. about that it was very and you see with my mm-hmm. mom like my sister and i we both learned about our period and then my sister had me you know it was that kind of thing but i don't think even with my sister i've ever really talked about sex other than like now but not when we were younger right 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 now i can talk i mean i'm yeah seven and i'll tell my mom like oh you know well, i don't know about my mom anymore like right now yeah. because you know i'm se- i'm divorced like since my separation and divorce like i haven't really talked to my mom about it got it um but um 
But I think before when I was married, maybe I did. Of course, my mom was like in the delivery room when I had my kids and stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, so I was very open with her. But definitely, I mean, yeah, I think with my mom and my sister, like for the most part, I mean, I, I learned about the birds, the bees, my period and everything from them. Yeah. So, it, yeah, no, we never had the sex talk. So I, I tapped into my sexuality kind of like through talking to friends right. and um, just listening to things and watching movies. Like, I had to learn it all on my own. And and I learned that, you know, that was, I liked it. But I, and one of the things too is like I was never promiscuous. Mm-hmm. But, and even now, like I said, I went a whole year without dating. And I'm talking about like I went a whole year like without even sleeping with anyone. Right. But uh, that doesn't mean that I don't enjoy it or it's right, a major right. part of, right. of a relationship. Right. And I think that those moments when you have times like that, like for yourself, for, you know, no sex for like a year, it's very also like inner kind of work for you, right? Like I feel like for me, it's been that way, right? Like mm-hmm. the periods of time when I've like gone with like no, no partner, for me is like, I love it because yeah. I get more of that like inner kind of peace and tranquility for myself. And, and mm-hmm. so, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not something that like, like you said, I, it's sex is good, yeah but it's not something like I'm like going to die over, you know? So. Right, right, right. And if you really want to get deep, I've been listening to, um, a meditation guide from a guy that does the meditations for Tony Robbins events and he teaches you like sex like us just meeting and having lusting and lusting over sex that's just the surface right uh sexual energy uh-huh. but when you have the connection with someone and like I said they meet all those needs and you've got that energy exchange and then you have sex that's some cosmic fireworks yes shit. you're out in the fucking moon like you yes. are out there and it's a you can definitely compare the two because I could be you know attracted to anyone and be like oh yeah I'm gonna hit that (laughs) and then the next day like meet my husband and have all kinds of wicked energy and we're having amazing sex that I couldn't even compare to lusting guy right Mm -hmm. yeah it's so different it is different and that's what I'm saying it's kind of that complete circle that yeah if you have everything else and then the sex is great then it's like wow yes this is it so definitely Mm -hmm. I love that well, Karen, that was all my questions. But I want to keep talking about it. <laughs> you did so good. Thank you. Thank you. I loved it. It's a great conversation. I've loved, like, the first season was amazing, meeting so many awesome women and just talking to them very openly about everything. And I think as the season came along, first season one, people became more and more open. Yeah. Right? Because they started listening to all the podcasts and it's Ooh. like, oh, I can do this. Yeah. Um. So season two, I'm hoping, is to even be better because yeah i just have all these new women that i'm gonna reach out to and, and get on here i love that and i'd love to come back and like when i have a dating update or something yes like that'll be fun so you. yeah so i talked to sarah who works with you mm-hmm. and um she was a wedding coordinator wedding stylist uh mm-hmm. for wedding shops like bridal shops and so i kind of put her on the spot when i talked to her and she was like i can't think of all this i said well you know what you're coming back because our conversation was like Yes, you know, I'm like, so you're coming back with um, wedding shop stories. Like, yeah. I want to hear all of them. I said, from now until whenever I, like, get to interview again, I said, write it all down, and you're coming back. So that's yeah. with you. You know what'll be awesome? A matchmaker, your matchmaker, your coach, an update on that. Yeah, So we totally. can come back and talk about that, too. Totally. Yeah, awesome. I want to keep you guys updated, and, you know, it'll be fun. Let's make it happen. Yeah. So where can people find you? Um, so they can find me on Instagram at Karen Diamant. So that's K-A-R-E-N-D-E-A-M-A-T. 
And um, obviously by texting me at just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll definitely tag you in the pictures and everything and the content whenever it comes out. Awesome. So yeah. I'm so excited to share it and kind of let people into this little very private window that I have right. into my life. And you didn't share a whole lot. I mean, it's pretty mm-hmm. still pretty private. We didn't give any names. Yeah. <laughs> any, any the pictures. Any, any full body descriptions. <laughs> Bye y'all. Bye. Thank you so much.